It's a common misconception that drinking eight glasses of water a day is enough for healthy hydration. It is not, people. But sweat consists of water and sodium, which means that you need water plus electrolytes to stay properly hydrated. Thankfully, there are products like Element that have all your electrolyte needs covered. You can try Element Recharge Sample Pack by going to drinkelement.com. That's drinklmnt.com slash people for only the cost of shipping. Hey, welcome to the People Sports Podcast. I'm Charlotte Wilder here with Mark Titus. Mark, how are you on this no Monday? Mood. I'm Uh-oh. in no mood. I got a case of the Mondays. Let's get this over with. I'm ready to. to uh, I'm, I'm in no mood, Charlotte. Like, honestly, I, I, I like that you're enthusiastic and happy, but I'm not. So please just. <laughs> just oh my see. God. Look at that face. I was like, does he know we're rolling? <laughs> I was like, you seem so happy before. <laughs> That'd be great. Just do it. We should do a add, throw that on the pile of uh, bad ideas. Of uh, do we just do a whole podcast where we're just pissed off, but like not in like an interesting way where it's like you get rants out of us about you know how I hate leaf blowers. Right. It's just like I'm annoyed and I want to be anywhere else. You're and- just like in a terrible mood <laughs> yeah no so number five for me uh i guess like eating a hot dog at a ballpark i don't know what's your number five charlotte and i'm like i didn't even write one down are we done <laughs> yeah. oh man well do you actually have a case of the mondays like how are we feeling uh, over there no it's fine i have gotten to a routine of uh very california of me i've gotten into a routine because mondays do suck um mm-hmm. As we know, as Garfield taught us all those years. <laughs> Don't talk to me before my coffee. Yes. Uh, so I've decided to take some initiative and be responsible. And every Monday, I've gotten into a routine of waking up early and going on a long run by the beach. Oh, my God. So I do that. So I wake up and I get the juices flowing and I feel good. And it works. <laughs> I'm laughing because <laughs> today I literally... Uh, I've like reverted back to being a teenager and maybe it's because everybody I work with is on the West Coast. Today I literally woke up at eleven thirty. <laughs> I was like like completely flustered. I I I snoozed my alarm from nine thirty to eleven thirty. And then and then and also because I, I worked on Saturday night. Like I covered a game Saturday night, so I was like, okay. oh whatever. Like who can't yeah. you know, like it's a Monday, but woke up, realized there was no toast in my house. And I'm if I don't have toast, no toast So I walk outside, I go to get bread. By the time I make bread, it's like twelve to, I texted you guys, I was like, sorry, I'm running five minutes late. That's why you're running, running late because I woke no I got out of bed at noon and I had no toast. <laughs> Oh my God, Charlotte! I just felt like it was better to come forward with that kind of information. You should just text us moving forward if you if you're running behind. Yeah. Just text all caps, no toast. That's it, <laughs> and we'll get toast it. Toast we'll emergency, all, no toast. We'll, we'll all uh, we'll all understand. Um, yeah, well, we're here now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yeah, it's uh, we, we we took two pets. You 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 said you covered something on Saturday. Did you go to the the Nets? Uh, I did. Uh, Celtics I game? did. Net Celtics. And it's bizarre because, I mean, first of all, like, obviously anyone listening to this is going to be like, of course you did. But I did get a little emotional just like being in a crowd. <laughs> and they, they like thanked frontline workers. And I was just like, oh, my. Like, it, I was like, this and you year stood up and you're like, thank you. Thank you. And thank I, you. You're like, yes, me. And I was uh, like, yes. without my entertainment, 
without the people's sports podcast no one would have made it through um no but i mean it was a it made me excited for the playoffs because first of all it's at barclays it's you know the brooklyn nets who mm-hmm. i don't i even wrote a story about like who is a nets fan and i still don't really know who is a nets fan yeah but the fact that that kind of environment was still so fun I was like, oh, this is going to be just electric. And then watching the Knicks game last night where Madison Square Garden was, it sounded like that was aircraft amazing. carrier level. That was level. amazing watching you know? the Knicks game. Yeah, that was so cool. They That, that man, I, I, I don't know if emotional is the right word, but I, yeah, I was watching that at home. Obviously, I was not right. in Madison Square Garden. Um, and yeah, like I, I just every so often didn't even care about what the score was, didn't care about who, like I, obviously the Knicks ended up losing, but it was just so cool to see that place rocking, and um, I don't know that it, it is awesome. I, I I've gotten there with it. I don't know where everyone else, where our listeners are, where where you are, uh, but some of my friends have said like it's there's just varying levels of like it feels weird. Um, it looks weird. I, I've thrown out the idea of like going to a Dodgers game with some people and they're like, I want to go. It's just going to be like I don't know if I remember what it's like to be it. And I and for me, I'm like throw all that out. Yeah. I'm diving in. This is amazing. This is so cool. It's not weird at all. It's just like overwhelming. And I'm with you, Mark. Uh, it's cool. A, it's a great I, thing. So I'm like, look, if you if everybody in this country can be vaccinated if they want to, which is the sense that I get. Like it's not like there's a shortage. Like it's up to you if you want like mm-hmm. I don't see and I'm not a doctor. Maybe there are people out there being like, you are an anti masker now, but A, I'm not, but B Go to a game. <laughs> like, go, go to, to a, a goddamn sports game. Yeah. It's so cool. I'm with you. I think it's really exciting. And I'm actually going to the Knicks game on Wednesday night. Oh, are you? And I'm I'm just like giddy. Like I cannot remember being so excited for something. It was because it, it, it was the perfect storm too for the Knicks because it was it was obviously Madison Square Garden is awesome and, and the mecca of basketball and uh uh it, it's there's that. There's um the fact that like a lot of the people in the arena obviously have not been to a game in a long time. And I think totally. there's like just that just pent up like I want to cheer, I want to yell. And then this Knicks team is like the most fun team that that New York has seen in a very long time. Um and and they're so likable, but they're also like weird I, I don't know if they're actually literally underdogs in this series. I, I imagine they are now after they drop game one, but uh there, there is a feeling as an outsider that um, the Knicks aren't as talented as the Hawks. They aren't. Uh, they aren't. The, the Knicks aren't like that good. And the way they're winning is almost through like willpower and yes. just like cliches that you've, you know, that 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 have that people talk about in sports movies in the the eighties and not, like, yes, the, like exactly. it, it feels like that's how they're doing it. And so I think as a fan, if you're a Knicks fan, you f- you go to those games and you you feel like the boys need us tonight. They yeah. need me to because like if I don't yell, we're not going to win. We're not good enough to win. We need me to yell. And I feel like all of that came together, and it just made the scene insane. And uh, yeah, and and that, I was flipping back between that and Phil Mickelson, which by the way was an insane scene as well. I know. It's like I feel like coming out of the pandemic, we're having these sports things happen. Where you're like, hey, you know, it sort of matches the how impossible it was to believe all last year that what was happening was happening in terms of how bad it was. And now things are happening in sports that are actually really good and fun. And it's yeah. like, I don't, it's so exciting. Like, not, it would be exciting for Knicks fans to have the Knicks in the playoffs no matter what, because it's been since what, 2012? But yeah. the fact that it's coming on the heels of the worst year New York has ever seen, and right. the fact that you've got, you know, like 
Phil Mickelson, what is he, 50? Is he 52? 50. 50. He's, He's 50? 50, yeah. Winning a, a championship, it's just... Did you watch that at all? Did you see the 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 Phil like the eighteenth as he was walking up to the green and the No, the I didn't see it live. Oh my god. It like there there was a moment where it looked like it didn't even look like security was compromised. We'll put it that way. That really? like the fans were but like in a good way I say in a good way, but I don't like it, 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 the fans were just so delirious. <laughs> I, I think it was a lot of the same factors that we're talking about, that there were so many people that haven't been in that type of environment in so long. And they were just so happy. And then you throw in like Phil Mickelson's 50 years old winning a major and he came out of nowhere. Like he hasn't been playing particularly great. No, no one thought Phil Mickelson was going to win this going into the tournament. Um, and the fans on the 18th, it, they're just like, everyone's drunk. It, it, it feels like everyone's drunk. Maybe they're just drunk on like post pandemic, you know, joy, normalcy, right. Sports joy. normalcy. And uh, Phil's every every time Phil does anything, just the, the the fans are just swarming around him. That he he hits a shot on his approach shot. He hits it on the green. The place goes nuts. And then like the whole, you know, they got like things roped off, and like mm-hmm. all the fans just like in in a huge mass, just like crowd around Phil. And they got to like carve through the people to get Phil to the green. Oh I, I swear, if he was gonna if he hit his putt because he he sticks it on the green. And yeah. then Brooks Kepka puts out, so then that way, you know, like Phil can finish it and win it and have his moment or whatever. If he hits that like long-ish putt, I I honestly felt like the fans were gonna rush the green and just like <laughs> like lift him up in the air and just you know, <laughs> it was insane. So it was so crazy. I, I haven't seen a golf atmosphere like that in a long time. Uh, obviously, not even just because of the pandemic, just like in general. It it, right. it, it felt. Uh, this is this is one insane, of the things so. that I have FOMO about. Like I wish I'd watched that, and I don't really know why I didn't. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But there's a lot going on. The, the, yesterday was an insane sports day. It was one of yesterday the best sports a days I've had in a long was, time. Yeah. I was watching a ton of basketball. I've been, I don't know. I think that we're going to have a lot of, it just feels yeah. good, man. <laughs> so don't be, don't, so Charlotte, that's, that's a long-winded way of saying, don't be so hard on yourself waking up at noon today. You had a lot going on yesterday. Thank you so much, You're recovering. Mark. And then you wake up to find no toast. That's it's tough, a lot. right? It's a lot to process. So, uh, I mean, <laughs> take your you know, time. I, it's strange to be 32 years old getting out of bed literally at 12.04. But I mean, <laughs> you know, we all have our days and and I feel great. Like for what it's worth, I'm in a fantastic mood. I did get a lot of sleep. Um, and we actually, we have some really good emails this week. And, and I want to start off with, uh, you know, we'll figure out what we're doing for the show on Wednesday, um, mm-hmm. maybe it'll have something to do with with playoffs, whatever. But um, last week we did rule changes, troll rule changes in sports, yep. and mentioned um, Virginia geography. We got we got a lot of um, opinions coming at us, which I very much enjoyed. I'm going to start with email of the week though, because I don't know if you saw this, um, but we put this on our Instagram, and then the name of the email is horse named Bald Charlotte. <laughs> so it's from mike godin or godan he mm. says dear charlotte and mark's lettuce did you know that there was a famous horse in the 1700s named bald charlotte apparently she was known for both her speed and her stamina also she was bred by captain francis appleyard which would be a great alias for mark when he's sailing <laughs> and my mom saw this on our instagram and messaged me and was like bald charlotte that's incredible. And I was like, yeah, you missed an opportunity. I could have been bald Charlotte Wilder. <laughs> you know? Bald Charlotte. Did, did bald Charlotte race? What? Like, why is she famous? She, yeah, I, did, apparently. They, they raced her, obviously. 
A chestnut Philly. Wow, that's a... <laughs> that's, a, a I'm not to brag. I've been <laughs> called that a time or two. <laughs> uh oh yeah known for her speed and her stamina yeah that yeah. those seem like two good things to have i would say if you're a racehorse speed, speed and stamina, and stamina. Yeah. yeah as well that's how you win marathons um, how do you think i'm still in sports media mark <laughs> but what I, I need to know more about bald charlotte what uh like what races were they running back then? Because you said it was like the 1700s or whatever. Were you, were you just like running from the British? Is that what the yeah. like? Is that what I, I was know? actually Paul Reveal's Revere's yeah. horse. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna be honest, Mark. I uh, really didn't look her up. Which <laughs> anyone listening to this is also like, of course you didn't. HTML. Okay, here we go. Uh, when you think Charlotte. about it, by, by the way, when you think about it like that, like the the idea, like horses have been around forever, and we talked about this when we were doing the uh, horse show. Um, <laughs> the horse show. The, the horse. I think that was the title. Of it. <laughs> that was. Uh, that I, I, I mentioned that uh, I sometimes think horse racing is lame, but then I think about it, and I'm like, this is kind of the most pure sport that exists, and that it's been around for thousands of years, just mm-hmm. not necessarily sanctioned. Um, and I guess I didn't stop to think that the Kentucky Derby, how many have there, have there been? Like 150 or something? Somewhere around there? 1,500 Kentucky Derbies. It, fe- <laughs> it feels like, in all honesty, doesn't it feel like it should be more? Yeah. Doesn't it feel like if you, like there should be, if you really stop and think about it, there should be a horse race in this country that's been going on since like the pilgrims landed here. Totally. Right? I totally agree. But maybe there is. Maybe it's in maybe like, there, yeah. you We're know, a lot of emails about there's that probably <laughs> something in, in, you know, like way north of New Hampshire where they've been doing this like one horse race since, yeah. you know, uh, 1702 and... I mean, maybe not. I guess we'd know about it. But yeah, if anybody but, knows about an old horse race, you know, <laughs> right yeah. in. Let us know. <laughs> I don't know. Listening, listening to you talk about Bald Charlotte in the early 18th century, they're obviously were racing her. But where were they racing her? Why does why did that race not the, last the test of time? What happened? I have a lot of questions, as that I, makes as I typically do after you read emails to us. But anyway, I like it. Bald um, Charlotte. Bald Charlotte. Uh, you know, fortunately, I don't resemble that yet but i mean yeah Uh oh well i just you know i never want to i never want to um i'm knocking on wood you know you don't want to jinx it (laughs) is that the word am i still asleep it's hard to say uh so as i said we wrote uh last week we talked about our rules that we would implement just to make everybody mad um and you know how you have been on a streak of making things up that already exist yes I did that this time, <laughs> which uh, a few people wrote in or tweeted at us to tell us. Um, Connor Engsbritton wrote in and he said um, to Mark in particular and Aunt Shar, this is my first time writing in. I figured I'd never get read on air, but I wanted to before, i.e. the icing debacle. I just wanted to chime in and say that Mark was wrong about his NFL OT rules and his no fighting hockey rule. I also wanted to tell Charlotte that her extra innings rule is already in place, sort of. Wait, well, how was I wrong? What do you mean I don't I know. Wrong? He just he 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 says uh, the NFL has probably the worst extra innings OT rules in all of American sports. Blah blah blah. Oh, so blah, he's blah. saying he would like it. He's saying I was wrong and that he would like it. I move that we change the NFL OT rules to the same as the NCAA. Which, like, no offense, Connor, but that's a boring 
stance because a lot of people have said that on Twitter whenever there's an NFL overtime. Connor, so, if you're gonna if you're gonna write in, we need original takes. We need absurdities. We need exactly. you to be like, here's my idea: Bald Charlotte. We revive her. We make the, <laughs> we make Tom Brady ride Bald Charlotte during overtime. Like you, you, we need takes like that, Connor. Exactly. Like Connor. <laughs> yes, you're right. They should just make NFL overtimes the same. Like obviously, but uh, he also says, secondly, Mark is wrong with the no fighting rule in the interest of making this email shorter. That's it. That's the explanation. Okay. Thirdly, <laughs> see, I actually respect that. It's just like you're wrong. I would yeah. love an email that just says you're wrong, and then it doesn't explain why or anything like that. It's just well, like, we're gonna get five of those anyway. now, so thank you. Uh, he said, thirdly, I would like to pump up on Char with the news that the Pioneer League has adopted this rule, and I'm also interested to see how it works. I guess you can add this to the centipede of correcting yourselves. You're on the same page as Mark now. Link attached for the SI League. There is a league that is doing home run derbies instead of X trainings, apparently. Wow. Um, the Pioneer League. Yeah. And hmm. I don't know what that is um, because, once again, I didn't Google it. I just Googled it and I found this article, uh, MLBTradeRumors.com. Yeah. Um, that the Pioneer League testing home run derby in place of extra innings. And the first paragraph it's, explains, obviously, what, what is happening. And the very first quote in the first paragraph is Michael Shapiro, who is the Pioneer Baseball League president. Mm-hmm. He says, we didn't get MLB approval, nor did we ask it, Shapiro <laughs> tells Buchanan. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. So the That's guy's incredible. like, no, we didn't. Uh, we're, we're just doing whatever the hell we want. We don't, we don't care. And I, I respect that. the best way to live, <laughs> honestly. Like, ask for forgiveness, not permission. Yeah. You know, um, okay, well, cool. So I, I don't know. How do we feel about, um, making up things that already exist? Does that mean we're really smart? I think so. Yeah. But it's also a little depressing because, uh, that was always a joy. I I think this is a downside of the internet too, is that, um, you, you you can find like because if the internet didn't exist, would you know about this? Would any of your friends know about this? No, we also no. wouldn't be talking to each other right now. About yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. But I, you could you could like seem to be more creative and not have people shoot you down like this. Because totally. I like this was my childhood was was us all the friends we get together we start inventing stuff. It probably all already existed. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I. I you, you didn't have the internet to, to have someone Google and tell you, hey, dumbass, this already exists. That's a good point. There's also, did you, did, there was this podcast about this guy who had a song stuck in his head that he couldn't find record of anywhere on the internet. It's a reply all podcast episode. And I'm not going to ruin what happens because it's actually, it's like one of the most fascinating <laughs> mysteries. It's like he has this song stuck in his head. And he can't. It, there's no record of it on the internet. Like it's, nobody. It's Rude Sandstorm. That's what the title is. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is it? <laughs> anyway, it, but so it, it's like the last thing that you can't look up. Like I remember there's a New Yorker cartoon of this. This like 1976. It was the thing. It says 1976, and then like people sitting around a table, and it's like, who was that guy in that movie? And another person's yelling, "We may never know." Yeah, <laughs> and like yeah. now you're always gonna know, and that's now kind of a bummer. Know. Yeah. So I I uh, to circle back. It, it, is this good or bad that we keep inventing things? I think it's good. I think it means that we're smart. Yeah, we're just Great. smart. At, we're just a little too late with how smart we are. <laughs> we're, we're just a we're, little slow. We're, <laughs> we're smart, we're but smart, we're also but slow. slow. <laughs> yeah. 
That's like my, my dad uh, was in his middle school football team. He there was like a reunion of guys he grew up with, and one of them wrote into the email chain and said, "We were small but slow." Yeah, what we made. <laughs> yeah, what we lacked in size, we made up with by being very slow as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's a rule change that you are going to lose your mind over, which I I love so much. It's called the email subject line rule change uh, from Adam Halter. Charlotte and Moses, a rule chain I've been pitching. A rule change I've been pitching for years is this. Okay, for NASCAR. Sorry, a little bit of a. Mm-hmm. What is going on with it? Okay, here we go. Every pit stop, the driver should be required to use whatever consumable products have the logo on their car. <laughs> I don't watch it now, but if a race between drivers taking Viagra, using Rogaine, eating Cheetos, drinking Budweiser, Crown Royal, and Red Bull was happening, I would definitely tune in. <laughs> Isn't that great? That is good. I, I imagine you get a lot more water sponsors. That it'd be yeah. like a race to like figure out. That's how you cut out beer sponsors in NASCAR. But that's uh, a great point. That's a, that is a good idea. That is a. It's 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 weird how normalized advertising like that in NASCAR is, but it's so. I don't know. I haven't really stopped to think about it to right this second that we just accept it as like when when. Jeff Gordon gets out of his car and he's like, I want to thank the DuPont Chevrolet uh, team that, you know, we're running great right. with the, and then he starts listing all the sponsors. Like you don't, you don't blink at all. But when the NBA was like, we're going to put sponsors on our jerseys, people were like, what? <laughs> what? I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what going, yeah. And I guess it makes sense because the NBA makes a lot more money than NASCAR and they don't necessarily need to do it. And that's how NASCAR stays afloat is, but I don't know. It's weird. I don't know where I'm even going with this, Charlotte. It's just like NASCAR is like the one NASCAR is like the one safe space where ads are like, yeah, that's part of the the, the, we're we're cool with it. That's that's how it works. I think a marker of how bizarre it is, is that Kyle Busch is sponsored by M&M's, isn't he? (laughs) And like his car is wrapped in an M&M thing and he Mm -hmm. gets out and he's like in a yellow suit with M&M's on it. Yep. And any other sport, you'd be like, what is going on? And here it's just like, oh, no, that's just like. That's just how that, it is. That's how that's that's how it works, and uh, I love that. I love that. That yeah, but but it's also like advertising in general. Like people hate advertisements. Like we 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 as a society we hate advertisements unless it's like the Super Bowl, basically. Yeah. Um, but NASCAR, <laughs> like if, if if NASCAR next season started and there were no, you know, just said like Richard Childress Racing on the hood of the car, and that's it, and it had no sponsors whatsoever, and. That's it. People it would, would look lose wrong. their mind. Yeah, you'd be like, "What the hell's going on? Give me the ads back." Yeah, I I'd be more. like, "I want, I want the Rogaine ads." <laughs> I was told there'd be Rog- Rogaine ads here. Um, you know, you know, it's funny too uh, about like ads in NASCAR. My dad hates Tony Stewart. Always has. Oh, okay. he's not. He's not employed at Fox, is he? Uh, we don't. We don't use him for race car. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I think we're good. My dad. Uh, my my dad has always been a Jeff Gordon guy who is employed by Fox. So yes, that, that works out well. Shout my dad, out the company. Uh, yeah. My dad, uh, Jeff Gordon, grew up in he. Well, this is becoming another thing. <laughs> Jeff Gordon's from California, but he moved to Indiana, uh, and he went to high school in Hendricks County, Indiana, Tri West High School. Uh, I'm from Hendricks County, Indiana, um, so. We were always a Jeff Gordon family. Long story short, Tony Stewart is also from Indiana, but he was like kind of a dickhead and my dad didn't like him. And uh, anyway, the, the whole point of mentioning this is that Tony Stewart for the longest time was sponsored by Home Depot. To this day, if my dad 
need something at a hardware store and Home Depot is right next door and like Lowe's or Ace or some other hardware stores on the other side of town, he will drive to the other side of town. He he is he has brand disloyalty. He will never shop at Home Depot because they sponsored Tony's tour. For I so love long. that so much. Oh my god! Also, Lowe's is objectively better than Home Depot. I weirdly right. spent a lot of time at hardware stores last summer. Like one of the main, like in a pandemic, one of the few things we could do was like go to the hardware store. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of outdoor spaces to look at plants and it's a big warehouse and it was main. So it was like, what else are we going to do? And home Depot. I, I was always disappointed. I always left wow. disappointed Lowe's. However, if they want to sponsor this podcast, I will love them. <laughs> but Lowe's, I was blown away. Lowe's had amazing fire pit selection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the exact kind of trash can you want. Really, really spectacular stuff. I, I was always a Lowe's guy. Unfortunately, where I live now, Home Depot is very close and Lowe's is not. And, Do you go uh, to the hardware I'm, store in California? Uh, it's less California and more. Um, I, I live in an apartment now, so there's not a mm. lot of like if I need stuff fixed, I can just call someone to do it but, but i but i will uh i could just like call maintenance to do it but i will do stuff around the house just to like scratch that itch you know like, yeah there's yeah. stuff that i could call me like mount a tv like, every once in a while or something oh, i mount tvs all the time yeah <laughs> i'll just like i'll just like unmount the tv just to remount it somewhere else just to, <laughs> see I'm, that's I'm the vision that. i have of you yeah on a saturday if you don't have much going on it's just like taking the tv down and putting yeah. it back up when the toilet is running i actually like get kind of excited and like <laughs> oh all right and then i i'm i'm big on like do i'm big on making the job much bigger than it needs to be too is like the toilet's running all you have to do is like change the chain yeah yeah yeah. you know just like maybe move it down a link and and problem solved i will take apart the entire toilet i will cut (laughs) off the water line and then i'll stare at all the parts and i'll be like which one of you bastards is causing this oh it's the chain okay let me put it all back together (laughs) that's well you once said that you can't do a diy project without going to the hardware store twice yep yep if you're if it's not a real project unless you uh forgot something and have to go back and anyway so but i went to an ace in brooklyn the other day and bought a drill so wow anyway wow next email <laughs> okay, uh, next baseball email. rules from eric atchison hey charlotte and mark it has never made sense to me i hate this by the way i'm prefacing this email with eric you seem lovely but this is awful <laughs> it has never made sense to me that a sport like baseball that cares so much about record books has such a quirky ballpark dimensions and features Goodbye, Green Monster. Goodbye to the Ivy outfield walls. Goodbye to the right center to the Giants right center field alley. Goodbye, Crawford boxes in Houston. It is time to standardize the playing field and the outfield walls. Nothing you can do about weather conditions, but a ball hit 375 feet to left field should have the same result in every city in baseball. Lambeau doesn't have a 105 yard field. The courts are wider at the Staples Center. Great point. Why should a 305 foot pop up? To right field only be a home run in Boston. It makes absolutely no sense. Not actually advocating for this more. Just want to piss off Boston fans. <laughs> All the best, Eric. And this is where it came around full circle. And I was like, Eric, this is one of the best emails we've ever gotten because you, with your troll rule that you just wrote in, you trolled me. So I got worked up. And then at the end, you're like, I don't actually just, want this. I just I wanted yeah. to prove my point. That's and I'm great, like, yeah. That's a great troll rule, though, and and that's great because uh, you were getting fired up as you were reading that. I could see on your yeah, face, like, pissed. yeah, because Boston, Boston is um, you you if if someone else like built a, a quirkier stadium than Fenway, you'd be very offended, wouldn't you? Like if Yo, if I told yeah. you the the Angels are building a new stadium and there's going to be a clown's mouth. <laughs> 
in left field, which is actually plausible. Like the who who the hell knows what's going on down there in Anaheim with they had with a, team, a dolphin dinger machine in uh, Miami, the Marlins. <laughs> so like nothing is off the table. But here. they call it, like if you hit the dinger machine, it's like still in play. Or like if yeah. if if some if some ballpark gets built that's weirder than Fenway. You, that that's gonna hurt you. It's gonna kill you because that's I, that's what Fenway is known for. Is just like being. If that happens, bizarre. Mark, <laughs> we'll do an entire episode where I'm just like ranting about how it's a gimmick and inorganic, yeah. and I hate it. And then that baseball team that builds that park will be like, yes, <laughs> that's the point. Like, it's like me getting facts about Virginia wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's smart. It's good business. Uh, I, I got to say, I do like this true rule. I, I, it is weird. It is one of those deals where I, I don't know if you can always do this with every problem in life, but um, I certainly do it a lot where you stop and you think if this didn't exist and we pitched it today, what would the reaction be? And if, if all the ballparks were standardized or everyone just kind of had to say it was going off the same thing. And then Boston was like, we're going to build a new stadium with like a massive wall in left field and like a weird triangle in center field mm-hmm. and a, 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 a foot and a half wall in right field that people going to spill over as you're trying to catch <laughs> warning track shots. Uh, if they built that, you'd be like, no, no, you can't do that. That's insane. We won't, we will not allow that. Um, so I guess it makes sense. It is weird. It, that is like the one sport where the plane, and especially like the bases are standardized, obviously, and the mound has to be standardized. Everything else is standardized. And then the the, the outfield fence, they're just like, yeah, figure it out. Do whatever you want. And that's why I love it. Because right now it's sort of like the internet ruined not knowing things. Like it also ruined, like that could never, ever happen now. But the fact that it happened 100, 150, whatever, I can't do math years ago, yeah. makes it feel like it's tradition, not the stupidest thing possible, which it really is. If you think about it, like it's really it's, dumb. It's, it's pretty remarkably stupid. stupid. What about getting rid of outfield fences altogether and going back to the days of like, I, I think it was like the New York polo grounds that like just basically you could, you could hit a 500 foot shot to center field and there's no fence. So just like, just keep rolling. And like the center fielders just running. I love it. I love it. That's incredible. It's just like inside the park home runs left and right. Also, if you can catch it, you can catch it. Like there's no wall determining where you have to stop running after Mm, a fly ball. That's a great point. Or a home run, whatever. Um, which reminds me, I we were talking about minor leagues earlier. My I had this idea for a minor league promotion, which is absolutely horrible. But oh, I can't you're, you're going to hear it, and you're going to be like, I would totally go though. Mm-hmm. Uh, where there are no foul balls, it's there's just oh. no foul balls. So like the ball is live at all times, and if it goes into the crowd, <laughs> the home team can help. Like like the home team, like if 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 you're sitting down the third baseline. And someone fouls it off that they're the ball is live and you catch it, you're throwing it back into the boys to to get the out. You're like And what happens if it's the other team and you just hold on to it? It's a home run. You just keep running. (laughs) (laughs) It's chaos. If you foul it out of the if you foul it out of the ballpark, it's a home run. It'd just be complete chaos. But I mean that's that's is that not minor league baseball? Just No, that's (laughs) perfect. I would love to see a score from that game. You know how many guys were like, like I would a hundred percent go to that game with my glove ready. And I would, I would be telling my friends, like they need me. I like, like the cub, the Iowa Cubs need me tonight. All right, guys, let's lock in. It would be, they would, that would be true. Like you could sit strategically. Every ticket should cost the same amount. And it's just how much you care 
yeah. is is how close to the base, like how much you want to be on the team, like first come first serve. If you want to be on the on the you know third yeah. baseline. It's great. And then, and then like people would be fighting over foul balls because there'd be like visiting fans there. Cause like you said, like someone, like the home team would be like, I'm just going to hold on to this. So our team gets a home run. And then like some visiting fan just comes flying out of nowhere and tackles you and just trying to, I guess, I guess at the minor league level, people don't care that much, but, uh, but they would make them care that much. Yeah. It'd be fun. Cause you'd be a part, you could say that you played minor league baseball. I'm going to get an email that's like, yeah. That already exists. That's uh, that's been going on for for fifteen years in Wyoming. The Maryland crab birds do this. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, um, here's a here's a rules take: women's tennis in five sets. This is from a guy named Jerry. I'm not going to read Jerry's last name because I'm about to absolutely light him up um, for this email because this is this is like a, we got like an email from a men's rights activist here. He says, "Hey, Charlotte and Mark." Charlotte's new rule in women playing five sets is spot on. Currently, women only pay, play best of three, while the men play best of three and then best of five for the four major Grand Slam tournaments. The only reason this rule hasn't changed is simply tradition. As a tennis fan, I feel bad for the men who have to suffer for those five sets that sometimes go past four hours while the women continue to play best mm-hmm. of three, as usual. Mm-hmm. I am, mm-hmm. however, proud that tennis is one of the few sports where the prize money is comparable to men, if not equal for many of the tournaments. So I'm like, okay, Jerry, I'm with you here. My question is, does it make me a bad person to suggest that for the grand slams that women play best of five sets or they have their prize money reduced? I'm for equal pay for equal work. And it just rubs me the wrong way that the women and men's champion would get over $2 million each, despite the men's champion playing 40% mm-hmm. more sets. Great point. <laughs> Great point. Spot the lie, Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte, spot the lie. You know, <laughs> as a men's rights activist myself, I just read this and I was like, that is incredible. Like, you know, women have like one one tiny, tiny advantage yeah. money-wise in one sports thing once. And someone's like, you know what? We got to take that away. <laughs> but it does feel weird. Uh, I'm not agreeing with Jerry. Like, why... why even if you're right, that's a deal where it's like, who cares? Because <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know. That, that just seems like an issue to not get that worked up about. But I mean, it, <laughs> but it's kind of it makes sense on paper what he's saying. But uh, uh, um, I, I forget what I was going to say. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because that was really I all I, I had. Say. Um, no. Uh, uh, what was I going to say, Charlotte? I don't know, what, Mark. You tell me you, what I was going to say. And then that way I'll You were going to say, Charlotte, you're right this is you should the women so often are at such a disadvantage let's just let them have that 40 percent. no here's what i was gonna say why it doesn't make it it kind of doesn't make sense just from the standpoint of like it's not is there it's just tradition is there a reason yeah. women you know you know, know it's not like I a don't deal it's not like women are too weak to play five sets right it's not like we've crunched the numbers and science says that this is <laughs> Um, you know, where, where, which you could make the argument for like lowering a women's basketball goal, uh, you know, cause the, 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 the average women's basketball player is shorter than the average men's basketball. Right. Like there would be like, they already use a smaller ball. Women already use a smaller basketball than right. men. Cause there's like those sorts of things that go into it. There's no such logic that you would apply to a tennis match where it's like, we have to do fewer sets. Right. It's like when, do. it's like when they have separate chess tournaments for men and women. You're like, well, yeah. that's not. Yeah, okay. yeah. Why, why, why it's not like a brain size situation brain here. Size. 
<laughs> I do. There is an explanation for it, which once I heard it, I was like, okay, I guess it makes a little more sense, which is that so many more men play chess than women because like societally, especially in Russia or wherever chess is huge, women haven't yeah. been brought up to do that so that they'll make a women's tournament so that women have a better chance of advancing because just statistically, if you have 90 men and 10 women, the best players aren't going to be evenly distributed across genders as much. So it's sort of like to get more women into the game. But it was very funny when I first realized that they do separate men's and women's tournaments because I yeah. was like, that feels... That's, yeah, that, that <laughs> is a good point. Yeah. Uh, is tennis... I don't know enough about tennis, by the way. Uh, I was going to mention part of like watching a men's match where it's five sets. It, it, it generally feels like you know who's going to win after the first set or the first... Like it, it feels... Tennis... I enjoy watching it. I appreciate mm-hmm. the skill. Um, but one thing I've never really loved about watching tennis is that the matches are like five hours long. And by and large, a lot of times it feels like a boat race situation where like the guy who like early out of the gate is better. You're like, okay, that guy's going to win. And I think that's true. No, yeah. And I don't but know I how think f- that tennis fans cling so dearly to those rare upsets that it keeps the- them glued. Yeah. But it is different. But do, like, you, do you have come from behind? Is there is there a tennis equivalent of being down like twenty five and storming a comeback? Does that happen? I, I mean, so. I'm sure it, it had to. It's had to have happened before, but it feels like it never really. Someone does, write so. in and tell us because yeah. what I love about this podcast is we don't have to Google things because yeah. someone will write in and tell <laughs> I mean, us something that may or may not be true, and yeah. we'll believe it. We'll just so. believe it. So. Here's a rule that um, I really loved. Uh, a new NBA rule change from John Daly. I don't think this is the golfer, but I can't be sure. I enjoyed your list of rule changes and wanted to add one I've been thinking about for years. NBA players no longer shoot their own free throws. So every team has one designated free throw shooter for the entire game, like a kicker in football. A player cannot both play in the actual game and shoot the free throws, so Steph Curry cannot drop 70 by getting to play and shoot free throws for everyone. Oh, that's great. That's the only time you can play is the free throws. So you can't, yeah, you can't even sign, you can't even use like you're a guy off the bench per se because you you might want to use them for the rest of the game, you know? Yeah, so you have to choose like one guy. Oh Isn't that God. amazing? And the guy is like going to be 81 years old and he shoots underhand, but he's like perfected it. He's got his body yes. down to a machine and he shoots like 98% because he's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it can't like, you're not going to put in, you know, you're not going to have Julius Randall be the free throw shooter. You're not going to have yeah. like, right. you're not going to, you know, I like that idea. That's a good idea. I get the, kind the of only thing you have to wrench. do is like, if he misses what happens on the reboot, like, I guess it's just, a, it'd have to be a dead ball. If he misses and it's a reboot. No, no, no. He has to sprint off the court as fast as he can. Like a, and oh, then another player comes and tags back in for yeah. the rebound. It's a hockey. So, line so because yeah. it also, that would make, that would make fouling someone like you don't necessarily want the free throws in a bet in a in a like high stakes game end of game situation because what if he doesn't make it and then you got to run your best player back in you know oh yeah yeah (laughs) so it would make fouling even i don't know i'm 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 here for it um i like it that's that's a fun idea why not anything yeah they should do that in the Um, g league (laughs) they should do 
the minor leagues of basketball. Um, we got an email. A few people were seemed very psyched about our college football tour this fall, which I'm oh, also wow. very psyched How about. about. Someone wrote in, the subject line is, please come to the 157th Lafayette Lehigh football game to celebrate the centennial of Lafayette College's 1921 college football national championship. Wow. I'm not going to read the email because that's pretty much the gist of it. That would be that would be on brand for us, by the way, to do like a college football tour, and like we go to zero SEC schools, zero Big Ten schools. We're just going up to like Colby and Lehigh, and <laughs> we go to Harvard, exactly. Yale. <laughs> That's sort of we should do like a a college football tour, and then a Bizarro college football tour. Yeah, where a it's like you know the the real one sponsored by Dos Equis, the the next one sponsored by like a random hardware store in Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like a small family-owned business, and they can they can afford to send us to like half a football game. Yes, yes, we we would go to DePaul Wabash is a big rivalry in Indiana. <laughs> uh, the Monon Bell, I believe, is what they call it. We go to like Stop games it. like that. Yeah, I love that. I love that. <laughs> I think the people would be here for it, but uh, I don't unfortunately think we'll be at the Lafayette League. I, I don't either. Yeah, we football should game. we should mention by and large. I don't know if this is one hundred percent correct, but my feeling, my read on it is it's 95-ish percent correct where we're not really going to have that much say. I think I think we'll get, like our say, Charlotte and I say will be, mm-hmm. maybe they'll throw two options at us and we pick one of the two. But I'm yeah. getting a feel that they're going to basically tell us we're going here this week. I so think there are some don't bigger plans personally. in place yeah. than we are. And they're going to be great choices. Like, you know, we've, we've seen some of the options and I'm super psyched about all of them. But um, yeah, if don't get mad at us if we don't yeah, go to your school. If you're a Virginia fan or you're uh, and you're wondering why we don't come to Charlottesville or you're a IU fan, a lot of IU fans hit me up because IU football is back. And by mm-hmm. back, I mean they're here for the first time ever. Like <laughs> IU football is like actually good now. And there's a lot of excitement around Indiana. So a lot of a lot of my people back home in Indiana are like, mm-hmm. are you coming to Bloomington, right, for a game? And I was like... I don't know. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I don't exactly. Know. I can't promise you. Um, we'll see. So don't. No, yeah. So we'll. You know. But also, I will say that even if we don't come to your school, you can come to the school that we're at. Good point, Charlotte. Great you know, point. I'm not saying blow your vacation on coming to see the People <laughs> yeah. Sports Podcast, but I'm not not saying blow your vacation on yeah, coming to see. Yeah. <laughs> Look, college football games are fun. Who wouldn't want to do that? Um, we got a few emails, Mark, uh, switching gears a little bit here, about a few people from Virginia wrote in um, to tell me how I could troll people from Virginia, which I really, they, you know how you said I should just get facts about Virginia wrong? Yeah. Well, don't, people, don't, don't, don't give away the playbook then. Oh, no, I'm not right? going to read okay. them now. I'm just going to yeah. drop them. Sadly. But I want to thank, I want to thank um, Kyle Poirier, who also sent us a picture of his daughter named Charlotte, born March 13th. Wow. 2021, which is, I'm not going to flatter myself and say she was named after me, but it's I will. a great name. It's named after you. I mean, if he's telling you that, if he's, he, there has to be a reason. It's a terrifying concept. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did not bargain for role that would model be, status. Yeah, that is, uh, that would be a, a tough, I mean, we, I, I, he, he surely didn't name his daughter no, after you, right? definitely but, not. Uh, if, if that happened, if someone told me that, I would not be flattered in the slightest. I would be absolutely horrified and I'd be like, Please don't. Please go change the name. <laughs> I'm I'm flattered in that I want to believe there'll be a better version of the person I turned yeah. into. Do you know what I yeah. mean? I'm like, cool. I'm honored. Let's level up. 
It, I she's guess, gonna be a lawyer. She's gonna yeah, be. Yeah, like, yeah, right. <laughs> if it's a deal where it's, where it's like I named I named her Charlotte, not after you, but I will be honest. Like I didn't really think about the name Charlotte until I started. Like until you popped into my purview, but then I thought, well, wow, that's a pretty cool name. Like that's kind of like it's sort of being named after you, but it's not like. You know what I mean? Like that's what I did with that Moses. To my me. dog, I named him after Moses Malone. I'm not really like a Moses Malone fan or a Sixers fan. I just like I don't know. I was You're like, like yeah, that's Moses a good be, name. That's a good name. I'll name him Moses. Yeah. yeah. So that happened so. to me. Someone wrote in, I mean, DM me on Instagram, I think last summer and was like, Hey, um, you know, we just had a kid and um I suggested the name Charlotte and or I, I can't remember what order, but either one of the the husband or the wife was like, you know what? I do like that sports person, Charlotte, and it's a good name. So, like, let's go for it. So, wow. I didn't – that, to me, I was, like, deeply honored. Yeah. But I was also, like, that doesn't feel like a lot of pressure being, like, we named this solely because you exist. It yeah. was, like, we like the name and you're fine, I guess. So that, that would be absolutely horrifying. I don't care how famous I ever become in my life, and I'm certainly not at a level where anyone would name their kid after me now. I'm just saying, like, theoretically, if, like – Yeah. I don't know. I When act- we go on our college football yeah, tour my, and blow when up. My, when my acting career out here – takes off um and you know I'm, I'm when rosenbaum wins an emmy yes and then someone's like dude your your work on rosenbaum has inspired me i've named my child mark titus williamson or something <laughs> i, feel like, I think it would, they would just go straight titus williamson yeah i'd be like dude please don't i don't like <laughs> that doesn't make any sense what kind of what <laughs> like again. what language does titus come from I have no idea. I get asked this a lot by. It's uh, such by, a cool name. Don't let I, that go to your head. Uh, people ask me where I'm from, like my fa- like where's your yeah. family from? That that whole deal. Are you Irish? Are you Italian? Like, what's the deal? And I say I'm from Indiana, and they're like, Yeah, okay, that's funny. But like, where's your family from? I'm like, I'm telling you. I like grab them by the shirt and I look <laughs> in the eye. I'm like, I'm telling you, as far back as I can trace my family tree. It's northern Indiana. It's like Rochester <laughs> and Logansport, Indiana. <laughs> I know nothing else. I don't want to know anything else. I have Please no never idea. do 23 and me. I think we just like popped up out of the ground in Indiana. I think it was you like You grew a really, out of Indiana yeah, soil. It was a really heavy rain in like <laughs> 1400. And then my family just kind of like popped out of the soil. <laughs> Someone pa- planted a bunch of potatoes. And then like three of those <laughs> potatoes were the Titus family. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> oh, okay well Shit. brandon Matheny wrote in um uh in regards to one other thing we talked about last week where you said like who has changed logos after championship yeah and i forgot about this but the rams did what yeah listen after an incredible season following many many years of being the worst team in the nfl my beloved rams won the super bowl in 2000 during the offseason they announced they were ditching the royal blue and yellow they had worn for the better part of 50 years and going with a navy and gold color scheme they also created the charging ram logo what happened next they went 10 and 6 in the 2000 season and lost to the saints in the wild card round before bouncing back the next year to make the playoffs before losing a game i'm sure charlotte is only too happy to talk about Bottom line, don't mess with your team's mojo when they're doing well, especially after they win a bleeping Super Bowl. Ever hopeful, Brandon. Wow. I forgot. It checks out, though. I remember that now because I, right? I remember, yeah, the the uniforms of, of yeah, old, and then they did go the metallic type. Yeah, that's bad. And now they've kind of gone back, right? Now that the Rams have moved to L.A., I think they've gone back to, like, yellow versus oh, yeah. the, the silvery gold type deal. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah, that sucks. And then I know. They, so the crew, like, there, I guess there was like one precedent. For there's it. been a precedent, and they, and then that one and precedent, they, they, 
and they lost the team. <laughs> the team moved out. So, and so. then the team moved. Great, so. great. What could go wrong? I'm Things excited are looking now. <laughs> up. Uh, here's another one from Jason Cohn that I wanted to read to you um, before we get out of here because he says, one of the funniest cheating stories, I've, this is, uh, you know, not to do a human centipede again or an email centipede, but this is about when we talked about funniest ways you could cheat. He said, um, I'm in need of your sleuthing. One of the funniest cheating stories I've heard was that Greg Nettles broken back in 1974. If you're not familiar, Nettles played for the Yankees at the time, and after hitting a home run in his previous at-bat, he came up to the plate and hits a broken bat single. Except he was called out for cheating, because when the bat broke, six Super Bowls came bouncing out of it. He later claimed that some random fan had given him the bat, and this was the first time he used it. Anyway, despite the fact that this is a somewhat well-known story, we've yet to find any kind of video of the incident, assuming it actually happened. So I'm coming to the pros for help because, well, I really want to see a video of Super Bowls exploding out of a broken bat during an MLB game. Ever helpful, Jason. What? Like, like Super Bowls are bouncy balls, I assume. Yeah. It's like flubber of the 70s. Yeah. Uh, you just, <laughs> yeah. like, loaded. I, Mark, I understand nothing about what was just emailed to us. But I think in the next few days before our next episode, we got to do a little bit of research to see if this is an urban legend or if this happened or if we can find any sort of video of it. I think you should be able to, especially now, because uh, these the uh, MLB has the, the song and dance, the, the back and forth, the tug of war, I should say, um, with uh, uh, juicing the balls and unjuicing the balls. Mm-hmm. And like right now, they're on pace to just shatter the, the no-hit record in right. baseball this year. There, there's a no-hitter. It feels like three times a week now. Right. Um, I feel like instead of now, because what's going to end up happening is at the all-star break, they're going to juice the balls and then there's going to be no, no hitters. And watch, <laughs> mark my words. I guarantee they're going to juice the balls and home run You're at so the all-star right. break. It's going to happen. You're so right. um, and I think instead of juicing the balls, you should let guys juice their bats. And I mm. think you should just like have, there should just be like a gen, like as long as there's wood around it. <laughs> As long as there's like balsa want. wood, like one of those yes. little airplane things that you let's you reward can put creativity. You want. Let's let guys put super balls in there because that's the thing about baseball too. As we know, the pine tar, like there's they're they're putting pine tar on everything, and there's probably a, a more scientific way to do it than pine tar. Totally. You know what I mean? Like you could probably make a, a substance that's just as sticky and works just as well. But they're old school, and they're like, we're gonna do pine tar. I, but it's I feel literal like, like dirt from trees that they're yeah. sticking with. And I feel like if you let guys load their bats with anything they want, it's not like they're just going to go to like the Louisville Sugar plant and be like, all right, now let's scientifically put this in here. They're just going to like walk around their house and like pop the top off their bat and like just pour like milk in their bat and be like, I don't know, we'll see. Let's do a trial and error. And then just start taking hacks with like, <laughs> like that's how baseball works. So like I want to, I want to see the creativity. I want to see, uh, yeah. I want to see Javi Baez in a post-game press conference when he hits like four home runs. Be like, yeah, you know, I I put, I don't know. I had some Super rubber balls. cement I, from I, my kids. Cement, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was the difference. I love it. I think that's brilliant. Um, anyway. That's a good call, Mark. So I am going to read one more and then a few shout outs. Um, and then, you know, you guys can go on with your lives. But this is a purely, this is just me reading an email that's really nice in, because Okay, it's called Beacons of Hope, and it's from Zachary Friedland. Dear Allergy Gal and Fart Guy author. 
Thank you so much. I just wanted to thank y'all for keeping the absolute buffoonery and nonsense going for the last, not sure, what is time? You kept me somewhat sane during the pandemic, immensely amid work burnout and gestures around at everything the last 15 months. One day we'll get Mark to Brooklyn for his hipster rebirth. Ever hopeful and filled with craft beer, Zach. Isn't that nice? Mm, that is nice. Yeah. Thank you, Zach. I, I like that you read those too, because like, if I get messages like that, I'm so... Uh, I, I read them privately and I'm like, oh, that's pretty nice. And then I just kind of move on with it. But I like that you acknowledge because uh, it is important. I think I think when people do nice things, you should acknowledge that they're um, that that they're nice and, and encourage Zach to do that for more people in his life, to email more people and, and spread goodness and cheer and holiday spirit what am i what this am is I doing? the nicest am I thing you've this? ever seen said mark no I, merry well, christmas it's, everybody it's sort of a, <laughs> a, wait what, what tiny tim uh no it's a i mean it's a fine line because reading something nice that someone says to you about yourself is if you are a self-aware and someone who tries to be humble that feels really obnoxious um and sort of like yeah. against what if you were brought up to be like be generous and don't be an asshole you're like oh i shouldn't read this but if you think about it, the reason that I do read these sometimes is exactly that, because it's a really nice thing, and I want to acknowledge the fact that Zach did a nice thing, and um, also, if our bosses hear this, that's... Fi- no, I'm yeah, kidding. The, the, uh, <laughs> no, there, there, there is something to be said about it. I think I think learning how to take compliments is uh, something that um, is, is important, because I, I'm not good at it either. You, you compliment me, I'm like, yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> you're like, oh, you're stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You think I'm cool? You don't name your kid after me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like people, even even now, people like as I've grown my hair out, I've I've had people comment on my hair and be like, yeah. "Dude, you got a nice, you got a nice head you of got hair." Got nice I'm hair. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I, just, I, I can't just be like, "Thank you." That's very you nice of you to that. say that. Yeah. You need to own your hair. Um, so I like that you read those because I it, it, like accepting compliments is good, and and we should encourage people not to email us nice things, but email right. your friends, your family, call that person you haven't talked to in a while, and say something nice to them. Right, Charlotte? We need yes, more. because I mean I don't know. I'm someone who gets very much in my own head, and you know at least like once a week decides that all my friends hate me, yep. and like when you get nice things from people, you're like, oh, okay, maybe they don't. Yep. <laughs> or know? maybe so- they're sending you nice things because they're. <laughs> manipulating and they're scheming Stop something. It. Stop it. Uh, okay, just because our uh, brains are broken in the same way doesn't mean you get to do that. Um, we have one more thing I want to do. There's shout out to Adam Zimmerman who also got run over by a boat. Shout out to Jake Cohen who wrote in to defend cyclists. Shout out Anthony Chef who wrote in to tell me to talk about Virginia presidents if I want to make Virginians mad. Shout out to Anna Catherine Clay, Clay, Ben Kula, Ryan Mulligan, Courtney Stedman, Poppy May, who wrote in with horrifying bad date stories that I'm not going to read on air. Shout out Jimmy Lightfoot, who wrote in with some geography stuff about Pennsylvania and told us that he would like it if we did an all-geography podcast. Oh, I would like that, actually. Yeah. We should do a side podcast about geography. (laughs) We're just like... The people's geography... We're going to look up in four years and you and I every week are doing like 71 hours of podcasting because <laughs> well, we have here's, eight here's different thing, podcasts Mark. and we do four episodes each away. <laughs> think about it. Think about it. We've set ourselves. This is the People's Sports Podcast. That's not to say there can't be a People's Virginia podcast, That's a People's true. Geography podcast. This is a this is like a, you know, a podcast for dummies. This is a series. We've capitalized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can really it's a it's franchise. We it will will be the next Wendy's, you know? Like this is smart marketing on our part. Anyway. That's all oh, I've got man. this week. Um but I appreciate everybody who wrote in and tried to 
if I didn't read your email, I tried to at least say that you wrote us because we appreciate it. Write in now and tell us what you want us to talk about. We never get. To, do we ever get emails like that? Oh. people are like trying to produce the show for us. No, tell us. We what, don't have to. Us. I mean, we don't have to take a uh, suggestion, but I don't know if there's something that like. If people are chomping, I don't know, if we get like a thousand emails and people are like, dude, how have you guys not done a English Premier League episode? I guess it probably would make a lot of sense to do it now because they just ended their season. But you know no, what I mean? No, but seriously, oh. yeah. I mean, also because in the past we've gotten suggest like the um, game show hosts one that you trolled me on. Yeah, yeah. That was, just, that was a uh, listener suggestion. So tell us... Um, you know, if you want to do we, we a, like a learning Knicks things podcast too. Yeah. For, for Thursday or like whatever it is, tell us. We like learning things. So if there's something going on in the world of sports that we're not even aware of, you know, like if you told me that the, the, the biggest cricket match on earth is happening this weekend, <laughs> I'd be like, all right, well, we should probably focus on that. I mean, the Indy 500 is this week in Charlotte. <gasps> oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. All right. We'll see, we'll see what we land on. Um, thanks for listening, everybody.